0: Are you running a small business and feel like you're marketing your butt off right now and literally no one is paying attention? Well, if it helps you feel any better, you're not alone. I'm hearing this from a lot of my clients and business buddies that they feel like they're putting their marketing messaging out there but it's almost like it's falling on deaf ears. So if we're all kind of experiencing this feeling, the heck's going on well I have my own take on what's going on out in the marketplace out in the the minds of our target customers and I wanted to share with you what I think is happening how we can unpack it a bit and what we can do about it so more of our marketing messaging can get great attraction and be heard above all that advertising noise out there if you're ready let's jump on in You're listening to Taking Back Joy, a more than marketing podcast. This is where we dive into how to market your regional and rural small business sustainably without being stuck to your screen. I'm your host, Meredith Page, and I was born and raised in a small town full of fantastic small businesses, and now I'm doing the same with my own family. I'm a marketing coach, a mum and a wife, and I want to share with you everything I've learned and I'm still learning about juggling a family, business growth, mental wellbeing and healthy boundaries. Here we market smarter, not harder, so we can take the busyness out of our businesses. If you're running a small business, raising small humans, and trying to make a big difference in a small town, you're in the right place. This is Taking Back Joy. Hello beautiful small business people. Hope you're well today. So wanted to chat to you guys today about this feeling that I'm hearing a lot of my clients and business kind of buddies saying And it's just that they feel like they're putting their marketing messages out there and no one is listening like they feel like they are breaking their backs trying to get content out there trying to run a promotion or get an event out there just trying to draw attention to their business in some way and they're still getting crickets or it feels like no it's not sinking in with anyone or they'll have some of like their ideal customers sort of turning around and saying well, it's the first I've heard of it when you've literally tied yourself in knots trying to get this information out there. So I wanted to give you my take on what's happening there and what you can do about it. Sometimes when we're in inside the business bubble, we kind of, first and foremost, we forget that not everyone knows and sees and is exposed to all the information relating to our business that we are. Like we're surrounded by it every single day. So we're seeing it a lot. And so we need to remember that not everybody is, ex- is as exposed to our business and the inner workings and what's going on as what as what we are, at, to ad nauseum, like to the point where you're sick of the sound of your own voice. Now also too, we need to remember that people are in like information overload these days. Like so pre-social media, one of kind of the golden rules of thumb in marketing was that it took about seven touch points before a, a customer would kind of engage with your marketing messaging and latch onto it and actually take it on. Seven touch points pre-social media. Now post-social media, you're looking at 30 plus. Like it takes 30 interactions with your marketing content, with a message, with a concept, before you're actually going to break ground with a customer and start getting inside their head and actually getting on their radar. Um, And that's because we are like saturated with marketing right now. Like you just think about your own experience. So on social media, that's constantly sponsored posts, ads, boosted posts, things like that across all the channels. I mean, you're constantly deleting emails out of your inbox for something that you might have bought as a one-off and now you've jumped on their mailing list and it was only a one-time thing, guys. I didn't want to hear from you all the time. You know, most people on TV, like if you're watching regular TV... Foxtel, free to wear, what have you. As soon as the ad break comes on, you jump on your phone. So those the TV ads, I feel in a large part, kind of wash over you unless it's unless it's the kind of um, programming that you're actively engaged with, um, like like big big ticket, like sporting events, things like that. Radio, most like as much as like I think that especially in small towns, radio is really good. We can't just rely on one thing, I think that's I think that's where a lot of us come on stuck is that we. We invest in one thing, maybe two things, and we think that that in and of itself is enough, and it's not. You've kind of almost got to invest in all the things and hit as many different angles as you can in order to give your potential customers more time to get over the line, basically. Uh, it's actually something I learned a lot about when I used to work in signage. So I was a graphic designer at a sign manufacturing company. And something that in the design team we struggled with a lot was how much information do you put on a sign to the point where um, it's kind of that tipping point between insurance and liability and is someone going to actually read this sign and digest all this information? I mean, you just think about anywhere you've been out and about recently, beaches, parks, public spaces, things like that, where there is the chance to get hurt. And so often there is signage put up there. to to sort of alert you to dangers but also as like an insurance sort of covering measure it's like oh you tripped over we had a sign saying there was a trip hazard there it's on you kind of thing unfortunately that's just the kind of world that we live in but as the designers of signage we were constantly trying to think of smart ways to convey this information in a way that people using the space would actually read it actually take it in without being like subconsciously overwhelmed by the volume of information and digesting none of it I don't actually know what that is I need to do some research around what that tipping like like mental tipping point is but I see it in so many different aspects of marketing and design where it gets to a point where the information is just too much it's like it just becomes white noise and the eyes literally glaze over and your potential customer just stops listening and they stop taking stuff in and the lights are on and no one's home. I think there is a part of the your brain, I think, that actually is responsible for sorting like high priority, low priority. That's why I think people who get um, overstimulated mentally, I think it's because of that part of their brain struggles to distinguish between focus on this, don't focus on this. It's like it's the part of your brain, I believe, that tells you to like, so background noises. It'll tell you to pay attention to someone knocking at the door. But if someone down the street's mowing their lawn, there's a part of your brain that goes, irrelevant. We're not going to draw her attention to that. If someone's knocking on your front door, that's a noise we listen to. Oh, that's me. So I think there must be something going on in that part of your brain where that the sort of filtering system goes, you no, know, I, can't, I can't tell the difference between what I'm supposed to take in and what I'm not supposed to. So I'm taking in none of it. Sorry, we're full. Go, smoke, go on smoker. early, this is too hard. I think that's what ha- is what's happening in people's brains when it comes to marketing and advertising messaging. Which leaves us all kind of asking, what do you do about it? Like We have to market and advertise our businesses to keep getting customers and to grow. So what? one of the biggest things that I teach my clients, and I sort of help them put the strategies in place is A, trying to leverage as many platforms as possible without getting overwhelmed yourself and without having to recreate the, the message in, on every single platform. This is sometimes where working with like um, social media marketing managers, like I have other marketing social media sort of specialist in my team um, or social media virtual assistants. This is where um, using those sorts of uh, team members in conjunction with like templating tools like Canva, Um, are really good because you can create like a graphic that represents any given message you're trying to put out there and then it's very easy to resize and make it look professional and intentional in a whole bunch of different um, formats. So this is where it's also good to have this philosophy of staying at the message and the story level when you're marketing as well because it keeps you at the, what am I trying to say? Who am I trying to say it to? What do I want them to do? It keeps you at that level And then it's just a matter of slicing and dicing the visual graphics, half a dozen different ways and getting them out there. But the overarching theme and the overarching message stays consistent and has a goal and a strategy and KPIs and things like that. It's how we avoid living and dying by social media posts that only get three likes. It's like, well, why didn't it work? It's like, well, because that that should be one aspect of how you put this message out there. And there should be a dozen other aspects that are templatized, systemized, ready to go, so you can go well here's my message bang 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 it's in 10 different places in the most efficient way possible and that is possible because i do that a lot for my clients so just so you know don't think that's a magic trick very doable so let's talk about some of the platforms that i typically use and help my clients get set up on so we can kind of rinse and repeat that marketing message as much as much as possible so my Genius zone nerd moment websites. You have to have a website you have access to and control of. So not just a website, but a website you can jump on and add these kinds of this kind of information to. So your website can support your marketing messaging really really quickly. Tech overwhelm or having to wait for someone to follow you up. Do not stand in the way of you promoting your marketing messaging. So website you have access to and control of. What I typically do with a marketing like campaign or a promotion is I'll set up a specific page on the website that will contain all that information because what that then does is it gives you a specific page to link to from like social media posts or if it's an audio thing like a radio edit, just go to my website meredithpage.me forward slash offer. Really easy for someone to remember even though they could just Google Meredith Page Offer and it should bring up the page if it's optimized correctly. Um, And also on those landing pages you can have things like opt-in forms where it allows you to track people who are interested, it adds them to your database, um, you can keep them in the loop, they can stay in your marketing space for like future marketing opportunities. Website has multitude of benefits when it comes to running a promotion. So make sure you have access to it and control of it so you can use it easily and it does. It becomes a, an asset in your marketing, not a barrier to getting it done. Um, so next thing, obviously, social media, but don't rely on it. And be mindful of all the different aspects of it you can use to get success. So like with Facebook, um, don't just put it on your timeline. But think about special interest groups that you're associated with. They might be to do with your industry, your products, your services. Think about what groups your potential customers might be in. Make sure you're posting in those as well. Um, kind of just meet your people where they're at. Um, and then flip side, Instagram and all its different features like Reels, Stories, Lives. Lives! Lives! Um, feed posts um, and don't like don't get overwhelmed by all all of the stuff don't sort of look at that and go oh because it's so easy again to like templatize stuff and rinse and repeat it like I encourage you to check out my podcast posts because they're set up in a software similar to canva there's a square one that goes in the feed. That also gets downloaded as a JPEG and goes in my email. See how I'm repurposing that? And then there's a similar design that's just stretched a bit that goes in my stories, which you can schedule from the Facebook business manager. So it's two designs that have been set up I've a couple of different color variations because of my brand's kind of color palette. Keeps it interesting as well on in the feed. Um, they take like two seconds to update the episode number, update the description. The description that lives in the caption is typically the same across like my website, social media posts, my email. So again, I'm repurposing stuff as much as possible. No matter how much or how little you're investing in your regional small business marketing and no matter what platforms you're showing up on, a website is a critical part of any successful strategy. Why? Well, on social media, you're competing with notifications, tags, and cat videos, right? If customers are listening to the radio or a podcast, they need something to Google when your ad catches their interest. And if they get a friendly referral or product or service that's just right for them, they need to be able to find out more, make an appointment, jump on your newsletter list, or maybe take advantage of an offer. A website can act as a 24-7 salesperson for your small business. Want to know more? Head over to my website, meredithpage.me see what I did there, and book a free 20-minute chat so we can talk about what kind of website your regional and rural small business needs. That's M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H-P-A-I-G-E dot M for marketing, E for expert. And I'll see you in our 20-minute chat. Um, And then it's done. So having templates and systems allows you to appear consistently across multiple platforms without having to start from scratch each sing- every single time you jump onto one of these things. Which brings me to the next one, email. Um, the difference, the way I like to describe social media versus email, social media is like uh, renting with a really shit tenant agreement and email is like owning your own home. Why? I don't think we have to look very far to find a business buddy who's lost an account, had an account hacked. Um, Or there's been an algorithm change or a platform change that has completely taken the legs out from under their business, if they've been too reliant on Facebook or Instagram. They can change, like, those followers don't belong to you. You can't, unless it's a feature update that I don't know about, highly likely because they're always doing that to us, Um, but there's, there's no, like, list of, like, your followers you can export that will give you their contact details and their names. So should the worst happen, you have that information to yourself. That information belongs to you. Facebook and Instagram. You don't own any of it, and they very much control the relationship you have with your customers on that platform. Most of the time, when it goes sad, when it goes south, it's just incidental stuff like, oh, an algorithm update's come through, and oh, your account's been hacked. We've shut it down. and There's buckleys of anyone getting into it now. So, that puts us in a dangerous position when we're too reliant on these platforms, in that it's the the situation where you have to start from scratch, it's way too likely to eventuate. Flip side, email. It is very easy for most, info. you can just export a list, you can export a CSV and you have those contact details. If they've given them to you freely, either in contacting you directly, um, signing up to your newsletter via your website, opting in for something that you're running and they've said yes, keep me up to date with other stuff you've got going on in your business, Those contact details belong to you. They've been given to you directly and it's very easy for you to capture them and save them in a format that you can use anywhere else. That is why email is so important to have in the mix. That is you having a mortgage or owning your own home when it comes to marketing real estate. So really important to have in the mix. Um, I like using MailChimp because I really like the way that you can set the templates up and you can schedule things you can set up automations and really good for beginners. Really good kind of like what you see is what you get concept. Um, there are other platforms out there that other people recommend, but just get started with one. Um, again, it'd be really good if you could get um, someone to set up some templates for you and so you can kind of cycle through your templates and keep it interesting. Um, it's also a really good way to kind of like, it's what's called split testing. There's so something I, something else I sort of advise my clients on and I set up for them which we create like a massive master template um, and then we'll kind of, Duplicate it, which you can do in Mailchimp, and then you'll take different sections and apply them to different um, sub-templates almost. And so then that allows you to be contacting your audience weekly with like updates, specials, offers, exclusive bonuses, things like that. And you can do it in a whole bunch of different formats and then see which ones are more likely to be opened, read, clicked, things like that. Um, So it makes it really good to track all that information and really very easily refine your email strategy, or at least, the very least, stay consistent. Um, Membership concepts are also really good because it's all about people actively opting in to hear from you. That's kind of like where it gets really golden with marketing is rather than just being passive like, excuse me, can you look at my business for a second please? They've noticed you, they've they've seen something in your business that they like or they want or they need and they've actively opted in to hear more from you. The more situations we can create like that, the better. So like Facebook groups, starting your own Facebook group. Give it a really strong purpose and a theme and try to set it up in a way that it's not going to become a full-time job for you. But having a Facebook group is a really good way to get a really highly engaged group of people that are most likely to do business with you all in one place so you can keep tabs on them. And it's very easy for you to sort of value, value, drip feed value in there and then every so often, oh, if you want this extra bit of value, just head over to my website and download this free bonus in exchange for your email address. So that is how you can then start extracting people from social media, crappy rental agreement, to your email list via your website, more like, you know, Homeowner, kind of, much better situation with you and I dealing directly, you're giving me your contact details, beautiful. That's the end result there. SMS is also good, um, especially if you want immediate action, but use it sparingly. Um, I don't know what the rules and the laws are around sending people too many text messages, but it's very easy to block you if it gets too excessive, so I would keep it super, super relevant, super, super specific and sparing. And then. Kick it old school. Mailbox and letterbox drops. Um, It's almost interesting seeing what's coming through my mailbox now because it's not full. So it's almost like the information overloads flipped essentially. So like before you'd get this fistful of junk mail and now it's like pfft. But (laughs) this is going to be such a mum statement. I always look for the Aldi catalog for the special buyers. That is one bit of junk mail I will make a beeline for. Let's unpack that for a second because they're limited time, so there's a scarcity concept there. Um, It's something you can kind of browse through and it's, you know, it's like it's that limited time. This is the only way I can really access this information kind of thing. So if you can create that around a piece of marketing that you create, that's like gold star. That's where we want to be. Um, And then local radio. Like you can go back through a few of my podcast episodes and I spoke to Fiona from our local radio network. Um, Really good bang for your buck in radio and it's just a really good one to layer on top over there to act on that subliminal level Um, because it is like playing in like local shops. Um, Quite often if you don't have reception for a podcast, which happens a lot in regional areas, you will probably get radio reception. Um, It's in work trucks. It's on public transport. Um, It's a really good subliminal one to layer in there. Um, So, now that we sort of covered off a whole bunch of platforms that you can use, how do we use them most effectively? Um, Like I said before, you're going to have to be consistent to the point where you're sick of the sound of your own voice and you want to stop talking about it, unfortunately, and you're going to have to be upbeat and jazzed about the idea every single time you talk about it. That's just the way it is, guys. That's how many touch points it's going to take for people to get the message. So you just going to have to keep cycling through it. Also, like I mentioned, try to find opportunities to rinse and repeat and recycle marketing content. So again, captions is a really good one for that. Use a caption in Instagram, Facebook, email. Try to use similar graphics where it's just like update, download, p- post, update, download, post. Give yourself as many systems as possible to take all the legwork out of it. Um, when it comes to the messaging itself, make it short, sharp and specific. Short sentences, very specific theme, very specific here's what to do next. So because again, people have very limited attention spans. Reels are the one of the biggest things happening right now, and they're like 15, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds. 90 seconds feels like a feature length animated motion film right now. Like that is how um, that is how limited people's attention spans are. You've got to be keeping them on the hook, um, as much as possible and then giving them somewhere to go next to take action with as few clicks as possible. Again, that's why having a landing page on a website is really good because it's click, bang, straight onto the page, not to my home page where you can wander around and get lost. Click straight through the, the, um, the landing page you've created and call like I said, calls to action. So that is basically like here is what to do if this piece of marketing is speaking to you and you're ready to get going, do this. Be really obvious and really specific about the action you want them to take. But most of all, be mindful of the state of mind your audience is in in any given scenario where they're absorbing your information. Like for social media, typically they're not looking to solve a problem. It's like the scroll and roll kind of like relaxing. It's to me, it's very similar to like flicking through a magazine. It's something you do doing, you're relaxing, you're just kind of absorbing stuff. So they're not in, they're not typically in decision making or investigating mode. They're not looking to solve a problem when they're on social media. Just scrolling and sticky beaking. Whereas in, like, say, YouTube and Google, YouTube, think about it like a search engine, YouTube and Google, definitely in problem and solution mode. I want to know how to do this. Um, I'm Googling a recipe. I'm YouTubing how to fix this thing. They're very, um, solution aware and they're looking for, they're looking for answers. So just think about whether they're going to be passively absorbing what you're saying or actively absorbing what you're saying when you're using these channels, just to keep that in mind with your expectations and the way you, the way you sort of frame up your content. Um, and try talking to your audience in real life. Have real life chats with people and ask what they respond, what they find they respond to most. I um, might be surprised as to what they'll actually relate to, maybe just try some things um, be open to trying different communication channels. Um, and also just it can feel like you're talking to no one a lot of the time. Trust the pro- process and remember that the lurker concept is real. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've had people approach me for a quote or like a hey, can we talk about what you can do for my business? And they've sort of come they've they open the conversation by saying, oh, I've been walking your stuff on Instagram and it's amazing. And I just I really love following what you do, and it's like you couldn't have liked something while you were there that whole time, you know? Throw me, throw me a bone. No, okay, cool, whatever. That's fine. Glad we're talking now. But it's like the the in the um, quote request main box is the first time I hear of them, and apparently they've been they've been absorbing my content for ages. And it's like, first I've heard of you, but cool. Let's see what we can do. So, lurker concept is real. Trust the process, uh, and don't take it personally. Like if an ideal client turns around and does give you the whole, this is the first I've heard about it. I haven't heard you mention this before, like after you've poured your heart and soul into this promotion. There's not much you can do about the information overload out there, except make by making sure that what you are putting out there is consistently of high value and of assistance to those most likely to do business with you. If you become notorious of providing value and help and support and understanding, people will actively start seeking your content out. So at least this way, they'll be on the lookout for your content when it goes live. I hope this helps, guys. It's tough out there marketing at the moment, but stick at it. I look forward to seeing what you come up with. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Taking Back Joy. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Thanks guys, see you next time.